You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. David, I suppose I ought to say this Happy New Year. I hope you had a refreshing break. You've come back with refreshingly new and innovative ideas for investing. Or are you just going to stick to your successful system, which has served you well over the decades? That's a very, you know, when I say it's an interesting question, I don't think I can give you the answer immediately. We've got to work our way through what's happening now and and whether this is um, going to be a, call it a, a trajectory shift. In other words, whether it is going to uh, change the way that people think and act, you know, are our rates going to go up in the U.S.? at a much faster speed and much higher than we think. I don't know at this stage, but Mm. what I'm nervous of, and I'm saying nervous of now at this moment as I talk to you, is whether or not this is one of these negative factors that we haven't priced in, you know, that hasn't been fully priced in. And uh, I I like to let it run its course and, um, you know, let's hear from the Fed before we respond, but um, the market is responding quite viciously and, uh, uh, you know, to what they believe will be a much more aggressive, um, you know, hike upwards. And and we have to hear from the Fed what they think about inflation and what they're seeing uh, from the data that's available to them. But, Lindsay, it's, you know, it all swung around in, in literally a day. Yes, after the Fed um, minutes. It was only a week ago, wasn't it, that the Fed minutes were released? And I was talking to Annabelle Bishop, chief economist at Investec this morning. And I I mentioned this to her. And I said, will the market react as soon as that first interest rate hike is announced, whether it be February, March or whenever it is, depending on market conditions? And she said, Lindsay, the the FRAs, as she calls them, forward rate agreements, um, have already factored in. Three twenty-five basis point rises. So the market's yeah. expecting this. So she was quite yeah. sanguine about it. But I still tend to think that when you get a trading mm. statement from a company, for example, the market may not react that much. But then when the real results come out, then the market does react because they see it in black mm. and white. I don't know if mm. I'm being a little bit too romantic no, about no. it. No, you're not romantic about it. I think you're dead right. Look, you know, it's, it's um, I don't... Um, let's put it this way. It's not what I think. It's what other people think. Yes. And it's how they're going to respond to it, you know, whether they're going to sell out and look for something else. Everything is at risk at the moment. The bond market's at risk. The equity market's at risk. The uh, commodity market's are at risk. You know, there's nowhere really to go. Bond rates in the U.S. have uh, gone from 150, the 10-year from 150 last uh, last week to 180 yes. now at the moment. That's a huge uh, route to the that's an American word, isn't it? To um, yeah. you know, to to investors and um, you know the equities now. I see that that technology shares are under pressure. We've got you know the one saving grace is that we do have results coming out that might stabilise markets, and we might hear from businesses to say, look, it doesn't really affect us. You know, it's not really a, a problem. We're still going to do well. We still see a fairly strong economy. But I mean, you know, these events do kind of shake you a little bit. And uh, I see Goldman Sachs come through and say, look, we're pricing in four rate hikes this year, which Mm. means on a quarterly basis, that means March, you know, March, uh, June, September, December. 
Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's quite hectic from where we were a year ago. And it is as well. I mean, it, it, mm. people say, well, it's only going then from 0.25% to one and a quarter percent if Goldman Sachs yeah. knows what it's talking about. And you think one and a quarter percent is nothing. But it just takes the mm. desk of a major investment bank to say, OK, now we're getting one yep. and a quarter percent on these instruments. Uh, so we mm. have to put some money in there in order to mm. get some guaranteed yield. And therefore, that, where does that yep. money come from? It comes from equity investments. So they yep. trim their equity yep. investments. So it is, I, think it's, I think it's meaningful. And they trim the high flyers. Yeah. You know, so so you can find a little bit of disruption. How far that goes, that, that's what I'm having a little bit of trouble with, you know, um, how far this, this sell-off can go, whether this is knee-jerk reaction, whether this is hedge funds going, people getting worried, pulling their money out. So I, I just, you know, you know what I mean? I just, just. A little worried. I just need it's a week the extent or two to get of the sell-off that, uh, that you're, you're, yeah. you're grappling yeah. with at the moment, and and I think after exactly. I, I think we got a little bit of an inkling as to what the future might hold yeah. uh, when we saw the the Fed minutes uh, being digested by market participants, and you saw the Nasdaq I think on that night down three point four percent, and the Dow was only down one percent or one point two percent, something like that, and that's continuing. It's gone to value, uh, and growth has suffered, and it mm. might continue. And it doesn't matter if Tesla goes down uh, 20%. It'll still you be know, at an incredible multiple PE you know, ratio. I was looking. Yeah, but, but, but you know, you're on to a point there that I was looking at some of the gainers last year. And I don't think we fully grasped what happened. You know, Lindsay, I took out the S&P 500. Yeah. Okay. As, as an exercise, we are sitting here by myself during those holiday periods. And I started to look at some of the gainers, um, you know, I started to look at some of the gainers that we've seen. You know, all, there's a view that the gains were in a very select number of shares, you know, only the top 10 or top, which was the apples and the um, alphabets and so on. It wasn't. Out of the 500 shares that I went through, in fact, Somehow, I don't know whether I've got the wrong uh, S&P 500, but I found 507 shares. Mm. And I think that that um, I think there were only about 30-odd that were down. You know, the rest were up. I mean, that's a magnificent gain. And many of them multi-digit. You know, um, the S&P was up 27%. So we had one hell of a year last year yeah. in the S&P. I mean, it, it, it was quite extraordinary. Apple, and these are the big ones, Apple 34%, Microsoft 50%, you know, Alphabet 65%. These are big gains. So there is room, obviously, for things to go down. Moderna, the vaccine that you had, 143%. Ford, Ford Motor, 136%. <laughs> so, I mean, these are crazy numbers. They you are. know, when I say crazy, I mean it. Crazy numbers. Well, you mean crazy, and that and, means and, and, that whenever you say the word crazy, uh, then you've got to start to worry because you've seen crazy well, before on many occasions, crazy yeah. to the downside and crazy to the upside. So if you're yeah. talking crazy now, then there must be some flashing red lights for you, and you're in those high-flying well, stocks, so surely you must be thinking, okay, I have to trim and put a bit of money into interest rate instruments, for example. Um, no, that I'm not going to do. <laughs> that the the, the 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 question is where do you go? I still like I still like the outlook for so many of these businesses. You know the fact that the market went up 
is something that I think uh, has to adjust a bit. We have to see some kind of down rating, you know, of um, of some of these uh, shares. Um, look, I was looking at Hugo Boss, 96%. You know, um, Richmond itself, 73%. So all, all I'm saying is that there is going to be a downward adjustment in some of these valuations. But it doesn't mean that these companies are necessarily – um, going to, you know, not going to make profits. I think all that's happening is I think some air has to be let out of the uh, out of the tires. I'm not ready to go into the bond market at all. Um, in in a sense of of saying that's the last place that I do want to be. And on the short end of the market, you you're earning still earning zero. Yeah. So um, it's it, it's it's quite a challenge to know. Where to put uh, portfolios at the moment? You know, where do you? So, where do you, you, you don't, it's not the old money; it's the new money. That's that, that's a big, you know, that's the big point. The it, old money we can mm. keep, we can stay in. You know, we can ride this out, but it's the new money that actually bothers me. So, what you're saying is that you'll look at an asset class like equities, which is a risky asset class, and you'll say, okay, I'm going to reshuffle my pack, maybe, mm. uh, because maybe mm. uh, because of the reaction we saw from the growth stocks. Uh, yes. After the, the Fed, uh, you know, nailed its colours to the mast, uh, you say, mm. right, maybe a little bit must come off the table, but not go in other instruments, not other asset classes. No. Stay no. within equities and have a look at yeah. maybe some value stocks. Well, if, yeah, if if value, I'm not a value person, in the sense that uh, value, you know, at, at the moment means those companies that have been ignored or neglected because of lockdown and because of the pandemic. So it's, you've got to be very careful where, uh, you know, where we put money. Do you know what I mean? We've got to be very careful where um, which companies we're going to go into because I like sustainable companies. You know, I like businesses that are not just going to kind of make up for lost ground, but rather grow quite significantly. We, Lindsay, we're going to see good banking profits that are going to come out. Yeah. You know, because – uh, what's happened is uh, there's going to be a reversal of provisions, and there were some a lot of fees that were earned on mer- mergers and acquisitions. But that's fine. Do you want to buy banking share? You know, are people going to go out next year and borrow a lot? Um, are they going to expand? I don't know. I, I haven't got that feeling. I don't. You know, there's nothing that grabs me on wanting to buy Citibank or buy J.P. Morgan or Morgan Stanley or any of those at the moment. You know, they've come right. If they're going to pay a high dividend, yes, maybe look at those. In fact, that that might be an area that we focus on is is looking at some of those um, pharmaceutical stocks, for example, that are defensive or something of that nature. But it's the I, I, a lot of work has to be done. That's that's the point, and I can't articulate where I'm going uh, at the moment. Um, but I do know that I've got to, you know, I'm not going to sell out and then say I'll find something. I need to know, uh, I need to do quite a bit of work first and then say, okay, this is where I reckon we should be this year. Okay, well, once you've done that work, of course, you will tell me first <laughs> and us first. <laughs> It'll be an exclusive. You know, they're interesting themes, Lindsay. They're very, I, I, I'm absolutely fascinated by the electric motors. I'm fascinated by by Ford. They relaunched their, uh, you know, they've launched their their. What, what, I don't know what they call them anymore. Their trucks, uh, these cabs. General Motors are going in the same direction. So there's a massive move to electric vehicles, which I think we haven't fully discounted yet. I know we've we've looked at Tesla, but with it comes so many other areas. 
the needs to build the infrastructure around it, the batteries, uh, the the metal. I mean, the you know the materials that go into those cars, uh, the whole the the software and all of that. So I, there are interesting areas. I I'm, I still think that that Lindsay, if I have to say something, I think American, uh, probably global health care or social health care has uh, um, has has let us down. Um, In what sense? The uh, people queuing hours and hours to, before they get on a flight to have a test. Oh Can yeah, that, that, that's why I won't fly. And, uh, until you, until you, they you know reduce the time that you that, have to wait. That we're still mm. in that. Yeah. That we're still in that kind of uh, mode just absolutely just floors me that, that, that no progress has been made in testing, the technology of testing, and, and, and the whole control, um, you know, of the virus. It's just, I mean, Boris Johnson's going to get through just simply because he bumbled his way through it and seemed to work. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So, well, I don't uh, know. I mean, you see people in certain <laughs> certain towns in the United mm-hmm. Kingdom that queued for five hours to get their booster shot. In the Netherlands, where I reside currently, as I said to you off air, you get a you get a message to say you were born in this year. This year we're doing on Wednesday and Thursday. So come along at twenty past five and you go there and it's done. There's no queues. There's nothing. It's a okay. It's, it's it's a small country. It's only seventeen million people, whereas the UK is what seventy million. Who knows? Uh, but the it, it, it's almost chaotic, and it's it's a knee-jerk mm. reaction policy from Boris Johnson. And the only reason Boris Johnson's in power at the moment is because there's no alternative. It's a team. <laughs> it's a Tina. It's a Tina political mm. infrastructure over there. Sakir Starmer, I'm sorry, Angela Rayner, the deputy uh, Labour leader, is so much mm. better than him. But uh, Boris Johnson, do me a favour. He's a okay. disaster to me. Well, I'm, I, but he's getting through this. You know, for, for whatever reason. But I mean that we are in that there's been no global cooperation on on public health, on on testing, on how to on border control. It's just every city, every suburb, every country, every business, you know, uh, every school all doing their own thing. It's chaotic. Mm. And I think a lot of money has to be spent on actually getting this right. Um, uh, you know, so for me, the, these are themes that I think are going to uh, proliferate. Um, they're going to be areas that are going to be able to stand above what we've been talking. And that's that's where I'm looking for um, where the opportunities are. Um, you know, yeah, people are still going to game and they're still going to watch Netflix. I think those are starting to, when I say tired, I think I, and it's hard to get more growth in unless you come out with a fantastic new series or or so on, but I mean, so I, I still think it's in the technology space that we're going to, um, you know, that 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 the opportunities are going to, uh, you know, going to emerge. But um, that you know, it takes time to to adjust where you are. Are we still going to like it? You know, is it? Uh, it's. I think I think Apple has done a phenomenal job, and I don't hold it. I, I, you know, why, Lindsay? No, because go on. My whole investment um, views were based around the sale of the iPhone, yeah. not around where the money has been made on the services, on the apps, on the iPods, on the phones, and I mean, on the watches and so on, you know, and completely wrong on, you know, just completely misread that one. Yes, but I so, mean, the, 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 yeah. the, the hardware and the software 
um, yeah. go together. If you've got a really good phone, mm-hmm. uh, then you, you become an Apple, a member of the member of the Apple family. I can't yeah. go to Samsung or, or Huawei no. or anything else, although I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. they're absolutely magnificent phones. But I wouldn't. I need. I don't want to learn something else now. Uh, the Apple generation is a generation now. It's it's how long has the iPhone yeah. been in? Yeah, when did the iPhone one come out? I don't know. It's about ten or twelve years, thirteen years, somewhere around there. Maybe maybe more. Now we're on the what, eleven Could or twelve more. or something. I'm not going to change. So you buy the new no. one, and then you get sucked into all the new stuff that you yeah. have to to, mm. to buy if if you want to. So essentially, I can't believe the other night I was watching the TV as I do habitually, and the business report mm. came out, and they said that Apple is now a three trillion dollar company. Yeah, well, it was until last week. <laughs> yeah. It's but, about 2.8 trillion at the moment, but it, I mean it is. It's phenomenal, and a lot of that value has been um, brought about or um, you know added by, um, by by Tim Cook. Not you know not by Jobs. Yes, everybody. We all thought Tim Cook. No one no one rated him, and yet uh, uh, look what he has achieved. You know, it's quite phenomenal. It is, and, but um, the, the, the point I'm making know, is that we thought that um, one trillion was a, was a milestone, and then suddenly yeah, yeah. you look at your screen and yeah. it's three trillion, which is yeah. quite I phenomenal. Know. I mean, well done to Warren Buffett because he he'd resisted tech for so many years, and then he said, "No, Apple." He obviously had a few meetings with Tim Cook and said, "Right, that's it, uh, I, I'm in," and he must have tripled his money. Yeah, well, that's. That's behind the. I think that's the strength behind any gains that have been in Berkshire because the rest of his portfolio has has come nowhere close to it, close to it. So I don't know whether it was one of the Todds or Teds, you know, that he's uh, abdicated uh, some of his funds to. But I mean, it was inspired. Remember that. Uh, remember that she was. Um, I mean, before he had bought IBM, which was a total disaster. Yeah. So you know, he got he got one right, and he he was also talking about he loved Amazon. Strangely enough, he had great respect, but yeah. cursed himself for not buying. But in fact, there was a good curse because Apple, uh, Amazon did nothing last year. It was about a two percent gain. That's all. But these are, I, you know, you know what? There's still a lot happening. There. You know, the more you read. Uh, the more you read about technological advancements, the way that factories are changing, um, you know, as, as especially in in countries where um, we, you know, where the growth rate is fall, not growth rate, population growth is falling, mm. and labor labor force is starting to get older, and that, and the the way that they're um, reshaping factories, I think there's still a lot to go, and you can't do these without the cloud. Uh, the way that companies are are actually moving, you know, from a desktop uh, computer from from something underneath their feet, their uh, a processor now to the cloud. All of these, I think, are making um, you know huge. Are, are, are still, I don't want to say in the infancy, but there's still a long way to go. So I think you know that's where the focus is. You know, that's where I think uh, we've got to start looking and and building up those kind of businesses at the expense maybe of. Of of the Netflix and so on, so um, you know that's 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 where I'll, I'm I'm still concentrating my efforts. Tell me about South Africa briefly, if you would, because I spoke to somebody this morning <sighs> and um, <laughs> they told me about their their road trip. They went on a road trip around South Africa for a couple of weeks over the holiday period, and um, the, the overall impression I got was that the 
because the economy has opened up again and there's no more lockdowns in South Africa, uh, the, the tourism industry in selected elite sort of spots, whether it be Plettenberg Bay or St. Francis or any of those other lovely places, Amanus, said that this there was, there was a definite regeneration of yeah. uh, uh, unfulfilled assets or assets that had been neglected. And I've always said that tourism should be our second or third yeah. biggest biggest earner. And suddenly you can fly to South Africa again. And I just, I was very encouraged yeah. by, by, by what I heard. But did, apart yeah. from that, what do you think about the year ahead for South Africa? I, it's not going to be easy. You know, that, there's still a long way to go. You know, what worries me about some of those is whether they can actually come back they were so battered and beaten. Um, I'm, I'm a little worried whether or not um, they still got the strength to survive from there. We're not going to get the benefit that we got last year from, you know, from higher commodity prices. That's not going to come through this year. Um, so I think that that even and, and I'm not the one who's forecasting because I don't know how to forecast. I haven't got any models, but I don't think we're looking for growth. You know, that will be anything above 2%. If anything, it's just going to be very, very modest growth. Mm. You know, also, we're not investing in this economy. So I remain I remain a little cautious. We've got good managers. I, I will never challenge the quality of our management, you know, particularly the banks, the retailers and that. But they've got to, you know, they've got to work within a difficult within a difficult economy. So you've got to have very high efficiencies that give you the margins and you've got to hope that uh, that demand is there. But um, do I, you know, is it is it is it an area of the market that really appeals for me? Not really. But what I do think, and I don't know how to find the kind of company, Lindsay. I think there's going to be a lot of um, M&A activity. Uh, I think we'll see more. You know, Adapt IT vanished off the boards. We'll mm. see Long for Life go off the boards. We saw Imperial going off the board. You know, Imperial uh, will go off the boards. Um, and I think they're going to be more of those distill. So I think we're going to see yeah. more of those deals. Either companies are going to take themselves off, buy themselves out, go to private equity, or I'm hoping that they're actually, uh, you know, companies do it themselves. In other words, Try and you know unlock value. Try and refocus as well um, this year, and that that they do highlight some you know do, just do give us some opportunities. Because I think I think I'm sure you'll find if you go through uh, SA Inc, you'll find a lot of lazy balance sheets or lazy businesses. Where, you know, what do you mean? There's money secure. there, and they're just not in, uh, deploying yep. that money efficiently yep. for shareholders. Yeah, yep. assets as well. Yeah, yes. exactly that. Okay, uh, David, so I'm hoping that's a theme. Mm. Well, did look at Steinhoff today, just very briefly. Steinhoff yeah. uh, mattress, what's it called? Mattress firm. They've, they've submitted their forms for an IPO. Where, where's the IPO going to be? Well, they heard I was coming. You know, I'm, my wife is off to to America tomorrow to buy a mattress. What do you mean she's going to? That's a bit extravagant. There's some nice places in Greenpoint, for example. I bought a mattress there a few years ago, and it's it's fantastic. It's very um, it's very good for my back. Now I need I have a small apartment in America. Yes, I need a bed, and we're going to Sleepy's, and Sleepy's was Mattress House, and it's on the corner of Seventy Second and Broadway. <laughs> so, and what do you pay for that? A couple of thousand dollars for a really good one? I uh, know, no, they they really good. Uh, it's 
You know, no, I don't even know. You know, funny enough, those things in America are not expensive. Oh. Mattresses, the, um, fridges, stoves, all of those things are. That's that's the cheap side of America. But when you get the plumber to come and install it, that's the expensive side <laughs> of America. <laughs> yeah, because the labor market is so tight at the moment. I mean, the unemployment rate in the United no, States of America just, is now 3.9%, which is extraordinary. You know, they just they just charge you for anything. they you know, you know the the equivalent to get the apartment. Okay, so if we get a lady to come and clean our apartment, mm. which you do, you know, every two weeks or something, it's a hundred dollars for I would say fifty dollars an hour, or uh, it might be I think what's it thirty dollars an hour, whatever it is. I don't know. That's quite she a lot. She works pretty fast, isn't? It? Yeah, and I pay seventeen uh, euros an hour for rent? a cleaner um, twice uh, 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 twice a month. 17 oh, euros so, for three hours. 17? Uh, yeah. I, I, think, I think the going rate is maybe 20, 25. Mm. But our lady is very fast, so she finishes it within a few hours, you know, two or three hours. So, <laughs> so it's $100. That's a, what's that equivalent to almost $1,600? Yeah. <laughs> so you can't do it too often. You know? You've got to be very careful. Well, if you're, so, if you're tight you know, fisted so like I'm, you are. I'm, yeah. great, I'm great. No, I'm great with a mop. Yeah. <laughs> I hate mopping. <laughs> Mopping's my worst. <laughs> I've had about six mops in and my I'm lifetime. I can never hear, do you want the flat one? Do you want the one with all the bits on it we have to squeeze out? I, I'm just rubbish uh, with mops. They, they must reinvent the mop. Uh, David, let's um, talk about more serious matters now, and that's uh, uh, sports. Sorry about Arsenal last night, losing 1-0 to Nottingham oh, Forest in the third round of the FA Cup. But, you know, these big teams don't take it seriously anymore. It's not the elite no. competition no. it used to be. It's still very important. It's the oldest no. cup competition in the world and yeah. you and uh, there are rewards from from getting to the uh, quarters and semis and to the final itself but on the other hand it's not it's not the league so don't worry yeah. too much about that tell me about Novak Djokovic I want your opinion here and on on whether first of all I, I'm not that bothered about tennis but I'm fascinated by the, the fascination that the world has for this story for this rather classless I, you know uh, a tennis I player admire, who's a brilliant athlete yeah. I, I'm not. I, I wear what I do admire of the Australians. Yeah, is that they say these are the rules yeah. and you stick by the rules. Boom, and, that's yeah, it. Exactly, and, and that they impose it that way. And I think, I think they like that. I know that we all we all criticise them for being uh, too, you know, a, a nanny state nation or a nanny state. What do you call it? A nanny state. Nanny state. Yeah. And yet, uh, it, it works. And yet, it works. And he comes in. He doesn't apply. I mean, he doesn't. Uh, comply with the regulations well you know he, he doesn't get special treatment so Quite credit right. to them and i think i think uh, you know from from that point of view you know they can hold their heads up high it doesn't matter if you're a superstar or not so yeah and i think for you know from from his point of view as well to assume that you know he can break those laws um i think it's a it's, it's a lesson to them as well they're just normal people yes. he's just a normal man yeah very good. I, I don't. I like Nadal. I, you know, I like, and and I think and the Federer. man who set the standard has Federer. Yeah, yeah. he's an absolute gentleman. He's a class act of the yeah. highest order. Precisely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. he's a he's clean cut. He's he. You, you know, know he doesn't throw you, tantrums. But it's interesting that Djokovic, despite despite his obviously supreme athleticism and prowess on the tennis court. Nobody likes him. If you go to Wimbledon and watch a match, the last match he played, the last Wimbledon final he played, 
No one boos at Wimbledon because, you know, we British are very uh, civilised people. But um, the, <laughs> the, the point is that they cheer they his cheer opponent. <laughs> yeah, and there's a little bit of polite applause when uh, Djokovic serves an ace or yeah. uh, does a lovely uh, cross-court cross backhand or something. But when the other person wins a point, they cheer uproariously. There's something about him that people don't like. Yeah, I and, and and it comes through. Yeah, I mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it, I've got an um, idea. But, um, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, okay, David, thank you All very right. much for your time this evening. And um, that's David Shapiro, who is from Sassoon Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.